about to win so big. Tell me, hydraulic money. Yeah. Money coming in. Tell me, what's the program? 25 days of cush. Yeah, get with the program. Show them what they wave, get the program. Ladies and gentlemen, we back with an emergency episode of Tales from the Transfer Portal. If you've been paying attention to Twitter the past couple days, you might know exactly what we're talking about. But today we wanted to bring on Val Martin from NC State by way of Minnesota. Yes, sir. Tell his story. Val, how you living today, man? Oh man, I'm living good. I'm living. I don't have. I don't have no complaints at all, man. I'm just trying to trying to somewhat mend my way out of this this Twitter war. Yeah. So Val, we saw you on Twitter, man. Uh, take us through a little bit of that. We saw it was regarding uh, PJ Fleck. So take us through some of that. Um. Well, PJ Fleck, he of course uh, helped recruit me. From uh, the transfer portal when I was coming out of NC State after the 2020 season, and um, you know I just I I got here in January and I finished up the uh, finished up the season in December, and I just it, it's just crazy because my my whole year's worth of experience with PJ was, was like no other, you know what I'm saying? And then it, I, I'm you know you can't go back, but I'm just a little mad that you know what I'm saying. Like after I went. You know, after people heard me go to Minnesota, um, it's just as crazy how many people was like, man, like, ain't nobody tell you about Fleck. Like, there's so many stories about Fleck. And then, like, honestly, the, the, the staff that was at NC State when I was there, they came from Minnesota. And it's crazy how small the world is because when I went back for Pro Day, it was a lot of people who was on that staff with Fleck that was at NC State that, like, they told me like, man, I wish you would have asked us asked us about him before you signed that that paper and went up there. Like, you know what I'm saying? They asked me like, how was it with him? And I I would tell them, and they was like, man, you know, we was up there. You know what I'm saying? They was like, man, we got so many stories with Fleck too. You know, so just like, I I, I don't know. It, it, it's just one of them things where I decide to just take about it and go to Twitter, man, because like just thinking about my experience and hearing about so many other experiences, whether it be from staff or whether it be from uh, you know what I'm saying? Other players and alumni, like it, it's a lot. It's a lot that this this Fleck is 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 doing wrong. You know what I'm saying? He wins a couple games, but man, it's more wrong than he doing them right. So how did he get you to come to Minnesota from the portal? Um, he got me to come there. Um, like Minnesota was one of the first schools to 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 jump on me in the portal. They're one of the first schools. Uh, they were the first school, actually. So my my junior college coach, uh, coach, um, dang, uh, having a brain fart right now. <laughs> but uh, my ju my junior college head coach, he um, he he's from Minnesota, and he had a, a a great connect with the University of Minnesota. And so I remember my junior college coach called me, and uh, he's like, "Man, listen," he was like, "You know where I'm from." He was like, I, he was like, man, it'd be great if you could just go to the University of Minnesota. He was telling me like, man, like I think it'd be a great fit for you. I know you're trying to get out of NC State. He was like, I sent them your film. He was like, uh, they were looking. They had uh, hit him up asking about talent. He was like, he sent them seven players taped. 
he said that I was the only player out of those seven that they liked and they wanted. Minnesota called me first. They told me that they got a great review from my junior college head coach. Um, I think the tight ends coach at the time at the University of Minnesota, they like went to school or coach together back in the day type stuff. And so like um, they took his word for it. You know what I'm saying? I was a great player. I had nothing but great things to say. You know, uh, my junior college film added up. My NC State film was really good. Like um, I was like third on my team at junior college in tackles as a defensive tackle. You know, like we we're I'm racing with safeties and linebackers for who's going to have the most tackles. You know what I'm saying? Of the season, you know, so I was really like that. Um and so uh, they called me. I was like, man, we need you. We had a couple guys last year who had to play due to COVID, you know, with the COVID year and people opting out. And, you know, what I'm saying the, the different things that went on with the vaccines, you know, COVID year was a crazy year for college football, you know. So they called me and they branded this and they were just like, man, we had a couple guys who had to play last year due to COVID. They're not ready yet. We need you to come in and give them another year to develop. And so, like, at the time, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, I got one year left, which is my COVID year. I'm like, man, I'm going to the, I'm going to the Big Ten, you know what I'm saying? Which is, which is, you know what I'm saying? Um, which is, I guess you could say the, the people like to say it's one of the, the best conferences there is, you know what I'm saying? As far as playing college football, the SEC and Big Ten. So I was like, man, why not? You know, and so, um, and so that's how he got me. I really liked Flex Energy over there. I had never stepped foot on campus. You know, it was all on Zoom. I just really liked Flex attitude. I liked his, you know what I'm saying? I was one of those guys who was impressed by the, you know, the um the the crowd surfing and the running around and the you know what I'm saying, the the energy, you know what I'm saying? I was I, I was it caught my eye. You know, I'm like, man, like I feel like I can I can be able to I can be able to um to grow and, and, and build a relationship with this coach. I can enjoy being around this coach, with this coach. And not that I didn't from NC State, but I it's just uh, it, it's just a, a, a different kind of um, coaching when you look at the coach that I came from, Dave Dorn and, and Fleck, you know, so I'm like, man, okay, I feel like this would be a great opportunity I can make the most of, and and shit, they say they need me, you know, like the coach, uh, coach always told me, go somewhere where you're needed and not wanted. They told me they needed me desperately. You know what I'm saying? Coach Will, the D-line coach at the time, he cried on FaceTime. My first time ever talking to this man, he shed tears, red in the face, like, man, I need you, man, like, like we we could really do something special next year, you know what I'm saying? I got a couple guys that's not ready, please. Like crying, bawling his eyes out to me. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to Minnesota and I'm gonna ball out this last year and get drafted. Man, you really had a grown man crying. Man, for real. <laughs> Some unreal stuff. That's crazy. My first time, my first time ever talking to this man. That might have been a red flag for me right there. Man, <laughs> hey, bro, that boy was oh, wild, man. bro. Was I should, I, it should have been a red flag for me too. That man um, was wild, bro. Yeah. Hey, who was your? Was Charlie Wiles there at NC State when you were there? Yep, he was there my last year. That's our man. We're we're Hokie fans, so that's our guy, Charlie Wiles. We yeah, love him. Charlie Wiles. Charlie Wiles is my guy. He um. That was that was ask Coach Wiles. A lot of people on the internet they're trying to drag me, and I was this and I was that. Ask Coach Wiles about me. I was a hell of a ball player. Coach Wiles was one of those coaches who broke down in tears when I when I when I put my name in the portal, wanted me to stay. Like he he threw he threw the biggest fit, you know what I'm saying? In my exit meeting, like them coaches didn't want me to leave, you know what I'm saying? I left as a starter. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get the, my, my starting opportunity to the end of the season, but I had earned it. You know what I'm saying? I had dealt with dealt with something in the beginning of the season. I missed half of the season, and I had to work my way back. And then towards the end of the season, like, you just couldn't deny what's on film. You know, I earned that starting job, and after I did, I said, man, like, 
I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to play somewhere else. I want to play somewhere, um, where I can fit the scheme a little better, you know, but ask Coach Wise about me. Ask him. We might be hitting that, uh, Virginia Tech NC State Thursday night game in Raleigh this year. Ooh. That's going to be lit. Yeah. That's going to be lit. So that man cried to get you to come to Minnesota. Man. I can't make this up. So admittedly, one of our boys told us like a year ago about his boy played at Minnesota and said that Fleck was a piece of shit. And we kind of like didn't believe him at the time. And then so when I saw you start tweeting and it made its way on my timeline, I was like, oh, shit, there's got to be some real truth to this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's crazy, man. How many people like how many people Flake have like wrong? Like it's crazy. Like I said, man, I, I lived, and that's what baffles me about the fans. I lived with two guys that got drafted out of Minnesota. Two guys that were there since freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and got drafted out of Minnesota. These are guys that I came home with. These are guys that I worked out with would come home from workouts with, eat with, play the game with, go out and do activities with, like, you know, in our free time. Like, it was us three. These guys were not happy. These were the stars of our our team, of our defense. These same guys were not happy. These same guys, these same guys hated Fleck, would be mad because they had to say certain things in the media to please Fleck. So he's an egomaniac. Am I understanding that? Everything in that that culture is revolved around Fleck. Fleck is so good with words and he's such a good manipulator. He'll make you think that the culture is like for the kids or he'll make you think that the the culture is is for the people within it to build them and to make them this and like on some kind of like patriot way type stuff. But it's not that. It's built around his ego. I have never, I've never been in an environment where, you know, we've been tricked into giving him a standing ovation coming into every meeting. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we used to come into the team meeting. They have music, somebody playing, you know what I'm saying? Music, whatever to ease the whatever. And we come in with our books. We sit down, we chop it up for a little minute and Fleck would be like in either in his office or he'd be like outside, like talking to someone or creeping around the wall and like, as soon as he run around the corner with his whistle, we have to stand up, give him a clap and ovation. He'll scan the room to make sure, you know what I'm saying, make sure everybody got up fast enough and to make sure that everybody's clapping. And then we sound off on him. You know what I'm saying? But we used to talk about that shit like in the locker room, like, bro, like, that's really like we ain't doing nothing. He'll he'll he would have said that he would tell us that it's for us to, like, get our attention. You know what I'm saying? What? Man, I, don't, I don't care what you call it, man. That's giving somebody a standing ovation. That's that's like clapping someone into the room. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, what the fuck? We used to talk about that. That reminds me of that movie Heavyweights that Disney made in the 90s with fuck, Tony Perkins. Perkins size. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell? Every team meeting. Hey, Every he just team. soaked it in like y'all were really clapping for him. Yeah, yeah, he would look up to us because, you know, like team meeting room, like the roles go up. And he would just look up. He would just look up at us. And he would just... You know what I'm saying? And we'd be clapping. He clapped with us, but he just scanned the room and made sure everybody was clapping for him. And what did he do if somebody didn't clap? What was the punishment? Uh, he would like call him out. We might have to, we might have to start over. He might like, he might like re-enter the room or whatever, but nine times out of 10, it was really just him, him call it like he would call him out. 
Don't tell me that man actually left the room and came back because y'all didn't clap hard enough. I, I don't, I don't want to OD on that one. I think that might have happened like once, maybe. You know what I'm saying? No. For the most part, for the most part, he would just call him out. He would make it known to the room that that person didn't get up urgently enough, or you know what I'm saying? He would make it known that that person wasn't. Yeah. No. Once is too many times. That's psycho. This man got a mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. How how tall is PJ Fleck? <laughs> man. He little. Yeah, he is. He is. He's very little. I think it's starting to make sense now. Yeah, yeah, he's very little. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, short short man. dudes be wildin'. Mm-hmm. Short man syndrome. But Coach yeah. Pride, Coach Pride, little, and he not wildin' like that. So I, that's crazy. Fleck is different. He's 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 one of a kind for real. Fleck loves Fleck. Yes, yes, he does. It sounds yes, like he came from the Urban Meyer school of loving yourself. <laughs> man, he probably has a degree. I'm telling you, man. He, yeah, it's it, it's crazy. Like it, it's really crazy. Like a lot. I'm telling you, a lot of them boys in there, man. They'll put on for the media. Like how 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 are you gonna disagree with your coach publicly and then like expect for like nothing to happen? Like I'm telling you, a lot of them boys can't speak. They 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 real opinions. They can't, they can't they can't go to Fleck and and tell them what they want. You know what I'm saying? To 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 to, to better themselves or to help better like. Man, boy, it'll be a, it'll be hell in you for the wall, and it'll be hell for you in between the walls. Man, I'm about to tweet Ibrahim and be like, "Bro, blink twice if you're okay." Like, <laughs> hey, oh my God, let me tell you, but but that's but Mo and, and Mo is my guy. You know, I ain't never had no issue with Mo, or whatever. You know, so I was disappointed when he came back. I definitely was. You know, I understood why he came back. You know, a lot of people do, but. You know, people, the fans, or whatever, they'll, you know, well, he wouldn't have came back at Fleck or, you know what I'm saying? All type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But the truth of the matter is, man, Mo had a hell of a year last year and just the Ohio State game. You know what I'm saying? He would have got drafted off just that. You know, he ended up getting hurt, couldn't finish the season. Like, you know, like he, he this a make or break year for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he couldn't he couldn't get drafted off of off of, you know what I'm saying? Like, so he had to come back. He felt like he had to come back. Sure, Flick was in his ear, you know, and Flick was in a lot of them boys' ears, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of them boys feel like they had to come back. Because this past year, when we still had Fuente, there were, like, articles that, like, randomly came out from, like, 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 real, like, journalists um, Mm -hmm. that were, like, P.J. Fleck might be interested in Virginia Tech. And, like, we're, like, where'd that come from? And then we started like the whole row the boat shit, but nah, man, it sounds like the boat like overboard. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. holy shit. Well, I think he got himself an extension leaking that out there. I think that's what happened. He, yeah, he got a big contract. They signed him through 2028 or something like that. Crazy. Yeah, he was saying that we were gonna give him six million dollars or something like that. We really didn't offer him nothing, and he was just doing that to play it into a pay raise. I remember, ooh, and then speaking of his ego, I remember Coach Flex signed his contract like in like in front of us, like called us up. He was like, "Man, I'm sure you guys are hearing this, and you know, what I'm saying all this other stuff." And he called his little his little uh, his side man Garrett. He called him up to bring the paperwork. He was like, "Man, I want to sign this in front of you guys, man, to let you guys know." You feel me? Like little stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like just little shit like that, man. He, he, like we 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 done had a whole practice, man. We ready to go. You know what I'm saying? We watching you sign your contract, essentially. We don't care for real. We don't care. Wow. How, so how was he in practice? Was he wild during practice too? 
Coach Flex practice is 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 a unique one. It's it's one of a kind in the country. I would say that. I I, I would say Power Five football is its own kind of breed. You know what I'm saying? Like for the most part, the standard is the standard at a lot of universities. You know what I'm saying? There's no walking around practice. You're not just lounging. You know, but Coach Coach Fleck has a thing called plus three. Where no matter what it is you're doing, you have to go plus three yards. So if you have 10 yard sprints, the cone is set at 13 yards. If you have seven yards stretching, the cone is set at the 10 yard. You know what I'm saying? And so on and so on. He has this thing called plus three. And it stands for like, like urgency. You know what I'm saying? To move and, 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 and go above and beyond. So no matter what it is during practice, like we're always sprinting, like hauling ass from one wall to one wall and everything is so fast. His practices go. His practices go a lot faster than some of the ones I've ever been too used to because for the most part, we're not really doing shit. We have very little indie time, but you for sure going to get some damn conditioning because we spend more time. We used to complain about the shit like, can we get more indie time? Because we spending more time running from sides of the field and across the field, sprinting plus three and everywhere. You feel me? We, we, we got minimal time with our position coach. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But you see, if you watch our practice, I swear to God, like if you watch our practice, bro, and I done had like uh like where I used to stay at uh, when I stayed on campus, you could we had a great view of like our practice field from our living room window. And I done had like people come over, you know what I'm saying, and stay the night up like, man, I watched some it just looked like y'all running. I swear to God, if you used to just see our practice like from an angle or like on tape, bro, like you just see motherfuckers running. You just see people running across the field. You know what I'm saying? So he does have a unique practice, but they you blow that whistle and that's all you hear in their practice. Plus three, plus three, plus three. And you run it and then don't let us be in the indoor. He got all different kind of and he he like he says for like when we in the environment of the game, whatever, but it'd be all kind of full frog noises and you know, pig noises. Frog noises. Yes, like just just little stuff that like I remember when we was playing Colorado. <laughs> I remember we was playing Colorado last year. And you know how they say like the elevation and all that stuff. So the whole week practicing, we had to practice in the indoor. And he, depending on where we gonna be at, he'll like cut the heat up in the indoor, or he'll like make it extra cold in the indoor. You know what I'm saying? So I remember we was playing Colorado, and uh, he had cut the heat up. It was burning up in there, and he had like the like the speakers and the. Uh, it wasn't music. It was high elevation. You are such and such thousand feet in the air. Are you feeling queasy? Like, that's all we heard for a week straight. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Bam. Everything is like a gimmick to him. Like, he uses everything to, like, brand it and use it. Like, everything is a gimmick for him. I swear. That's certified insane. And he just had his face redone. I'm not, I haven't even seen that. I haven't seen Flex since he kicked me out of his office, but I'm sure he <laughs> Wait, wait, tell us that one. What happened there? Uh, this was, this was the day after I had, uh, said that I wasn't going in the game. So, uh, we, uh, I had one bad game. I had one bad game in Minnesota, um, Northwestern. I'm not going to lie to you. No excuses. I got my ass with the Northwestern game. And, um, I hadn't seen the field again for like three, four weeks. I had one bad game and I never seen the field again. And um, mind you, these games that I'm not playing, I'm not even being told I'm not playing. I'm warming up every game. These coaches are talking, Val, you ready? Val, you get like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to play. You know, like, sure, I'm second string, so I get in probably like the second or third series in the first quarter. I'm not even on. I'm not playing until halftime rolled around. I'm like, okay, boom. So I just set my helmet down. So 
So this goes on for like three, four weeks. We play Indiana for the last week, uh, uh, for the last regular season, um, last regular season game of the year, um, before senior night. And it's like, it's like three, it's like two, three minutes left in the game, Indiana game. I hadn't played for three, four weeks. So, uh, coach looks up. He talks to one of the other D tackles we had. Now this other D tackle was a young guy. Once again, one of the freshmen who they told me wasn't ready to play yet. Mind you, they had, they had, they had gave him every opportunity in the book from suspensions to coming back, starting from suspensions, like all type of stuff. Young buck who they said was not ready to play. They look at him. He hadn't played for a couple weeks just because he had, you know, he hadn't played good or whatever. So they tell him like, Hey, you go in the game. He already know he leaving after this, after this season. He mad because he not playing. He like, man, I'm entering the portal. So he tell the coaches, no. Coaches go, oh, okay. All right, Val, now you go in. I say, huh? I say, I say, coach, I'm good. Coach, I'm going to just stand over here and cheer on my teammates. Swear to God. Exactly how I said it. I don't know. It's a story coming out telling them I said that I told the coaches, fuck no. And I was like, I don't even talk like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but I, I told him, man, I said, coach, I'm good. I'm going to just stand over here and cheer on my teammates. And if you look on Instagram and I know, cause I got tagged in it and people like screenshot it and sent it to me in like group chats. If you go and look on Instagram, you can see that same game that I, that I, I, I denied to go in. They have me, they have me, um, like celebrating. On the sidelines, like I was acting a fool. I think Chris Allman Bell caught a nasty snag in the end zone. And I'm looking at the big tr- the, the the big screen or whatever. And I'm, ooh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm celebrating, you know. And uh, we get in the locker room. Coach Rossi, the D coordinator, comes in. He goes, man, Val, I heard you say you didn't want to go in the game. And I'm very disappointed in you. And I said, Coach, man, I'm disappointed too. You know, and I and that was it. That was He walked off. And I come in the building Sunday. And, um, Coach Wilk comes to me or, or Garrett or whoever they come to me. It's like, man, Coach Flake wants, to, Coach Flake wants to see you in his office. And, uh, Coach Flake calls me in. He asked me, so he asked me, so he goes, so Val, why didn't you want to go in the game yesterday? And I say, Coach, honestly, um, you know, I just was feeling away. Like, I, I just feel like I'm not a third option. When you called me in December, you know, this wasn't what you was telling me you was bringing me all the way up here for to play the last three minutes of the game. You know what I'm saying? And he looked at me. He said, hmm. Shook his head and he proceeded to say that he wanted me off the team. He said I was selfish. He said that I showed him what kind of player I was when I didn't want to go in the game. Um, he said I wasn't the kind of player I, he thought I was, you know, and uh, I told him I was like, well, coach, I said, OK, um, I said, well, my, my 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 folks just got here for senior night. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we, I think we was, we was playing Wisconsin for senior night for the X. So I'm like, uh, can I at least watch my boys play the last game? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wasn't playing anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I at least watch my boys play the last game uh, against Wisconsin? You know what I'm saying? Ride it out for them. Coach Flake says no. He's like, and I don't care about your people getting here uh, from uh, for senior night. Pack your bags and uh, exit my building. I said, okay. Wow. Went and, went, cold. went and packed up my locker and I left. Man. Mm-hmm. That's that's cold as ice, man. He didn't even care about your people, man. He never cared. And like he talked to my mom, you know what I'm saying? Right when I committed, he talked to my mom on the FaceTime. He was the happiest man alive and and all smiles and all man, that man never cared. Mm. Man, that is concerning. So he's he's all about Fleck. I think I saw some sort of message. Is so Fleck was stepping out on his wife? 
Uh, I, 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 I don't want to get into that. I don't know. Um, as far as when I got here, I, I've only seen him with Heather. You know what I'm saying? That's his current wife. I, um, okay. I know he has kids outside of her. Uh, I have seen similar stories where Heather was apparently his stripper mistress or whatever, and he ended up marrying her and wifing her up. I don't know if that's true. I don't want to speak on that, but I've heard those similar stories. I mean, if you're going to wife somebody up, the, the person that did it right was Auburn's coach. <laughs> Plus, he's fine as hell, but. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah, he had some real good white sugar out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Brian Harson one time. <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> Yeah, so he was, he's like this 24-7. He's like this during the games, practice, off the field, everything, apparently. Yeah, he just he just runs around like he's just real, like he's real sleazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, he's just a car salesman. Like, that's that's for the, that's for the, you, you, like, man, it's, it's a show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a show. And, like. People will look at it and be like, man, this is, you know what I'm saying, fun. And people will like, I would love to have a coach to woo-woo, but, man, there's way more behind it than that. You know what I'm saying? That's all. One way that, that damn near, once you get there, you don't even pay attention to that no more. That's no longer the same how you looked at it during recruiting because there's so much going on behind it. It's like, man, we tired of seeing your little ass run around here screaming, talking about some plus three. And, and, and wearing Jordans to practice and, and all type of stuff, all the slogans and all the, the fun stuff, them team activities. We hated them team activities. I ain't going to lie what, to you. What, what Jordans did he wear? He have anything good? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he got, uh, he got a good collection of Jordans, especially ones. He loved ones, Jordan ones. So he used to See, wear. I know something wrong with him already if the ones are his favorite. I mean, yeah. white, white people love ones. Um. Yeah, he, he wore them like practice and he would wear them to games, certain games. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so he people people see that and they think, okay, he's cool. He's a cool coach. Mm. Man, so you've had there was a little bit of favoritism going on too. Is that right between other players? Like oh, back, like yeah. some guys a lot more than others. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's a man. That's a, all the fans was getting on my ass. Man, they favorite players from last year. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 uh, and you know what I'm saying? I don't have, I don't care nothing about putting this out. I do not care. Fleck, Fleck and Will, the D-line coach at the time, man, the folks let that boy Trill punch me in the face. Let him punch me in the face. Like Trill, yeah, hell yeah. Trill, Trill used to terrorize them coaches. Trill used to tell them coaches to shut the fuck up. The same stories that people are trying to like make seem like I'm, I'm the person. Trill used to tell them coaches to shut the F up. Trill used to snatch away from the coaches like like Flake used to allow all this stuff like like you couldn't you couldn't control him like Trill having coaches scared and them coaches were scared because they didn't want Trill to leave. They didn't want him to transfer. So they let Trill run all over him and do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Man, Trill punched me in my face mid practice and them coaches let it happen. Wow. Trill Carter. Huh? Trill Carter. Hell yeah. Hell yeah! Punch, punch me in my face mid practice, and he and he did that because he knew them coaches was gonna protect him. Man, Trill was wild, man. We used to we used to like argue, like, like we used to like argue and 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 bicker. I come from a program where that's not allowed. Like 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 before before the players can even get on your ass, like the coaches get on your ass. 
man, we used to have to, we used to have to beg Trill to, to, to straighten up and, and beg a lot of them young guys to, you know what I'm saying? They ain't had no control, especially Trill. Trill used to walk over the players and the coaches. He had no respect for authority, nothing at all. And Fleck used to allow it and let it happen. I watched Trill, I watched Trill run a play wrong. This is like the, the Thursday or this is like the Wednesday or Thursday before, before a game. I watched Trill run a play wrong. Coach Rossi stop it. Yell, this is how it's supposed to be done. Woo woo. Trill does it wrong again. I watched Rossi get on the field, cuss Trill out again. Trill gets an attitude. He, he gets in Rossi's face. They go at it for a little minute. I watched Coach Wilt, the D-line coach. He comes, he grabs Trill arm. Trill snatches out his arm and walks off the field. Whole time this going on, I'm looking at Fleck. Fleck is maybe like 10 yards from me. I'm looking at him. Fleck is watching him. He got his arms folded with his whistle in his hand. He's watching this happen. He's watching Trill walk off the field. He takes a step towards Trill, like, 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 like a little half step. And then he steps back. Like he wanted to say something, like he wanted to do something. And he watches Trill walk off the field. Swear to God, cannot make this up. This man let Trill punch me in my face and then showed up to the team meeting the next week with Trill face on the shirt. Man, but if you had done that, that would have been curtains. Oh, I'd have, I'd have went home. He oh, threatened. I, I was threatening that I was gonna have my scholarship taken and sent home if I would have, if I would have like, like retaliated or, or, or put my hands on him. They would have sent me home. You should have walked right into PJ Flex office, did some sniffing noises, and said, "It smells like bitch in here." That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, cause it, like it's crazy. Like my mom was heated, like my eye was swollen. Like they let that man punch me in the face, my eye was swollen. Mind you, we got a team activity the same day. Like so, we going to laser tag in the bowling. My eyes swollen. I sit on the bus by myself and just and, and go to sleep. I don't want to go laser tag and bowling with 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 folks who you know what I'm saying. My eyes swollen. I got and this, and this same dude who just punched me. Like what? Going there smiling and trying to have a good time. Look at my face. No, I sat on the bus by myself. Fleck never said nothing to me. I never talked to Fleck about nothing, but he passed on the message. Fleck is real good for that. He'll pass on. He'll have one of his one of his little peoples come and tell you, you know, what yeah. I'm saying? he's real good for that. You know what so, I'm saying? Like, oof. so Fleck got some like he got some little minions, some little. Dude, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got one guy. He's had with him for years since like Western Michigan's guy named uh, Garrett Garrett Chernoff. Um, he's like he's like little flex, little 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 minion. I swear, like his his little his little right hand yes man. You know what I'm saying? Whatever Garrett, whatever Fleck is, and, and Garrett Garrett Fleck say jump, and, and Garrett say how high type stuff. Like you know what I'm saying? He, he's 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 Flex messenger. You know what I'm saying? Man, PJ wow. PJ Fleck think he Willy Wonka. Yeah, but it's crazy because like he don't have no assistant. He always like has his office door open. He'll be like, uh, he'll be like, yeah, my door is open to all you guys whenever you guys just need me or want to come talk. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, apparently like he don't have no assistant. He fires the assistant, the person who like sits in the desk in front of his office. But he has like a couple people who are like his messenger people who 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 do all that stuff for him. Deal with the investigation. What happened there? Um, before my time. That was all before I got there. I believe that was like 2018, 19. I was I wasn't there yet. Okay. What happened with that? Like, why was there an investigation? Um, from what I've heard, um, 
this what I've heard. Uh, party went down. Party went down. This girl, um, supposedly, uh, the girl supposedly had like got drunk or whatever and, and, and had a train ran on her by these two players. And her friend walks in and sees this and decides to like report it or, or you know what I'm saying? The girl, oh no, the girl's friend sees this or finds out about it. And so the girl was embarrassed and decided to claim rape. And so that, that is where the rape allegations and the investigation came into. Okay. So this man is like extremely sleazy. He was bragging about having what, $10,000 knives. He fired, you say he fired his assistants. I'm oh. going to take it. One of them was fired for taking the video of his car or whatever. Uh, get, get, getting a ticket. Yeah, getting a ticket. They got fired for that? I, I have no clue. I cannot report on that one either. I have no clue. But if I, if I, if I could, uh, testify on it, I wouldn't be surprised at all. This man sound like Justin Fuente, but somebody that actually wins. That's crazy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's what's crazy about it. Like, that's what's crazy. Like, I talked to one of my good, one of my good friends who, um, who's a diehard Minnesota fan, man. And that's what he said. He said, it sounds like, man, Minnesota fans, we just been, we, we've been so sorry for so long. And he done came and brought us some hope. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't want to ignore the actual facts and what's going on. And man, ain't that the truth. And so that he kind of had the AD and all them tricked too, didn't he? Oh man, I, I, I wouldn't even, I, I, I do not know. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know whether the AD is a part of the, the, the bull, the bull job, or I don't know if he's been flecked too. So I don't want to say I've only met the AD once or twice, but you know, all ADs, they got the same MO. You know what I'm saying? We stand behind this coach right up until it's time to fire them. You know what I'm saying? We stand behind him. We yeah, believe do. he's doing a great job, all type of stuff. So you never know. And had you guys kind of reported any of this stuff that he was doing? Um, no, uh, uh-uh, man. When I tell you, my my mom came down for Thanksgiving and cooked for me and my roommates and a couple, you know, some couple of players, and we talked about it. And like, my mom heard a lot of the stories, whether that been the time that I was there or the time before I got there. My mom like broke down in tears, like hearing my roommates tell them like like things guys have been through and things they've been through, and she asked them the same thing. She asked them the same thing in tears. I promise you, I cannot make this up. And they told her, like, man, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that easy. It's not that simple. Like, Fleck got so much power. He has so many people that's, that's behind him that will, that will like sweep it under the rug or just shun it or wipe it out or, you know, find a way to like minimize it. And then on top of that, a lot of people don't understand, like, if you do that, like, you still got to deal with Fleck. At the end of the day, you have to deal with Fleck. And, and 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 ain't no ain't no calling for rescue, ain't no help when you get in that building. And he's gonna come for your throat for it. For real, he's gonna make it hell. Not only is you never gonna see the field again, he's gonna make it hell. I swear to God, every little nitpick, he gonna make it hell. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people, them boys who, who, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what they done talked about in that building. I ain't talking, um, you know what I'm saying? I ain't hit up none of my guys to see as far as like how they team meeting go or, you know what I'm saying? How, what Fleck has said to the team. But all them guys just tweeting, wrote a bold and all that other stuff and we stand by him and all that, all that other shit. Man, them folks, them folks, them folks.
I don't know. Flake got them boys in a chokehold. Well, I think it's important to let you know there are a lot of football fans out there that believe you. That might not necessarily be Minnesota fans, but you have been heard, and people do believe you, what you are saying. I don't have no reason to lie on this, man. No, I, don't have no, I don't have no reason to lie on this, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm at peace with the fact that I don't play football no more. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't, it didn't work out. But I tell you what, I got a lot of people in the league, a lot of my guys who I played with. Shit, there's a lot of people I done played against. You know what I'm saying? The, the Clemsons of the world and the, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 I, I done played in some, some, some stadiums. Like I done gave a lot of great people, a lot of great players hell. And they, man, listen, I'm at peace. I don't have nothing to prove to nobody. Like I was a hell of a ball player. Did I play that much? Eh, not really. But when I was on the field, and I was a problem. Go, go look at the tape. I don't have nothing to prove. I don't have nothing to, no reason to lie on this man at all. What uh? So what are you into now that you're not playing ball anymore? Um, I do. Uh, I I made my way into doing security, and um, you know, security's going going really really well. A lot of made a lot of connects. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big dude. You know, I've done security for uh, a lot of rappers. I just did security for Shaq the last two times he's been here to Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? Um, rappers, uh, concerts. I just did, uh, security for, um, Next and, uh, uh, Silk last week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a lot of, a lot of people, uh, Common, you know, a lot of people, um, and a lot of venues, you know. So I'm, uh, in the security business, working on getting my own LLC to start my own security business so I can, um, cause right now I have a lot of clients that want me to like travel with them and go out of town with them. Um, so I just have to be able to, to be able to market and be able to have multiple people in multiple different places at one time. Man, that's what's up, man. So you still in Minnesota then? You're not back in Atlanta or anything? Yeah, yeah I'm still in Minnesota. That's all. That's the only reason why I haven't left Minnesota. You know, I, I, I found a, a pretty steady career, you know, so that's the only thing. But the University of Minnesota football program? Oh, kiss my ass. From the bottom yeah. of my heart. I feel you. Fuck them. From the bottom of my heart. <laughs> well, man, we appreciate you coming on, man, and, and telling your story. Man, you know, I, appreciate, I appreciate you guys for giving me the platform to speak my testimony. Yeah, man, we're going to run it up on, on, on social media with this thing. Let, man, I'm I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's so many stories, man. I'm telling you, it's so many stories, man. And I, and I hope that more people, you know what I'm saying, come out, man. This, it's just a lot, a lot of people, man, who can't, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people who want to, but they, they can't, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not easy for, it's not easy for a kid to just up and leave and transfer. I've seen that a lot. He would have left. They would have, it's not that easy. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these guys come in together as freshmen. You met during recruiting. You're like, Hey, you know what I'm saying? I like it here. You like it here. Let's come here together. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's, let's come in and let's live together. You know what I'm saying? You stay two, three years, you know, like it's not that hard to just up and leave. Your family have been coming here for the last two, three years to watch you play. You might be a couple hours from home where your family can come and drive and watch you play. Next thing you know, you 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 have the opportunity to go to a dream school or somewhere, you know, what I'm saying halfway around the country or further away. Then on top of that, you don't know whether the grass is greener there or not. You taking a chance. It's not that easy. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not about me at all, but one thing I want people to understand and whoever's listening to this, like, like these coaches can't keep getting away with this. 
you know, when you when you're a parent and you drop your kid off at that university and you leave them with them coaches, you ask them to to, to watch over my child, protect my child. You know what I'm saying? Keep my uh, uh, watch and make sure my child is safe. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting this on you. I'm giving you my child for these however many years so he can get his education, so he can fulfill his dreams, so he can build his career, whatever the case may be. But I, I'm putting my child in your hands. And a lot of these coaches are taking advantage of it. A lot of these coaches are are, 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 are not holding up to the end of the bargain. They're not. And, it, and it's not right. It's not right. Mental health and these athletes are... Are, are more are more important than winning a couple games. A lot of fans don't understand that. They they don't want to understand that the mental health of these athletes and the things that they go through when the cameras are off, they're more important than them them couple games or that 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 um that conference title you're trying to chase. Like them boys talented, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, them boys are talented, but that don't mean they're not going through nothing. That's a fact, man. Yeah, you never. It's hard to leave the people, you know what I'm saying? Man, for real. For real, man. So thank you. Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to come on here and share my piece. Hell yeah, man. We appreciate you wanting to come on and tell it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing these. I mean, I guess PJ Fleck, the only dude the stripper actually did love after all. <laughs> man, she's one of them. She's one of them, man. And Fred Flaggy, he has a pretty penny, so ain't no telling, ain't no telling why she really there for real. Well, Val, thanks for coming on, man. Let's get this out there. Let's get it on ESPN. Let's get them listening to it. Absolutely, absolutely. You guys have a great one. You too. Thank you, sir. Yep.